0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Girard.
1: Imagine having to staff 250 roles, just as many companies were laying off and scrambling to get their PPP loans approved. Our guest today had two weeks to hire 250 people to handle the demand for PPP loans and is here to share his story. I'm Rick Gerard, and Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Brock Blake. He is the co founder and CEO of Lendio. Brock spent the last nine years developing technology to get loans to more people more quickly and more efficiently than traditional lenders. Under his leadership, Lendio grew to be the largest online marketplace for small business loans in America. When the coronavirus pandemic struck, he knew he was in a unique position to make a difference. He's here to share his story today, which is what makes Brock the perfect expert for today's topic. Brock, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today.
0: Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. We're gonna talk a little bit about your story. We're gonna go off a little bit off the traditional format because you've got a unique problem that you had and you solved. And we're gonna talk about creative ways to bulk hire in a very short period of time. And then a hiring system that will enable you you to be able to crush hires in a very short amount of time. Sound like a plan?
0: Sounds great. Let's do it.
1: Awesome. All right. Let's talk a little bit about your challenge a few months ago. You guys were in the midst of this PPP gold rush, so to speak. Tell me a yeah. little bit about that. What was the challenge you were having when you got the word that you needed to hire a whole bunch of people?
0: First of all, back in March, we were all watching this pandemic unfold and all of a sudden the NBA shut down and President Trump was doing all kinds of press conferences about the pandemic and whatnot. And the economy went from flying high to shutting down over Yeah. Congress passed the CARES Act, which is the largest stimulus package in the history of the United States to help small business owners and consumers across the U.S. get through this very difficult time. The CARES Act included the Paycheck Protection Program, which would allow every small business owner in America to get access to a loan. Now, Lendio, we are a marketplace for small business loans, meaning that think of Expedia for hotels or Yelp for restaurants. We provide that same type of comparison shopping experience for a business owner to come sign up. Thank uh-huh. you comparison shop a bunch of different lenders and get access to the loan that is the best fit for that business owner. We've been doing this for nine years. We'd helped hundreds of thousands of small business owners prior to that. So when this happened, the market changed. Business owners needed capital because their doors were being shut down. They were being quarantined. They were Restaurants were being closed. And to no fault of their own, they were watching their business slip through their fingers and something they'd spent their entire life building up and they were going to lose it. We had a choice to make. When we found out about this CARES Act. We thought most lenders in the industry decided we're going to play it safe. We're going to do furloughs. We're going to take a step back. We're going to preserve cash and we're not going to jump in. At Lendio, we took the opposite approach and said, we need to help small business owners. We call it saving their American dream. What that meant, I sent a text to our board and said, we're going to go all in. We're going to help as many small business owners as we possibly can. Every business owner in America needs it. And so when we decided to make that decision, the ramifications of that decision was not Not only were we going to spend thousands of hours on our technology to build a paycheck protection program, online application to accept apps, and we had to go and add all these lenders, but to handle the amount of volume, we needed to hire a lot more bodies than we had, uh, a lot more team members. We had about 300 team members prior to that. And in a matter of two weeks, we decided we think we need about 250. So let's go. 250 more. 250 more. So we were going from 300 to 550. In a matter of a few weeks, we had to basically hire, train, onboard more people in two weeks than we'd had in the previous few years combined. So it was an enormous challenge that we took on. In addition to the fact that we were all work from home, remote scenario, which is totally unique to all of us at the time.
1: You had to ramp up a full video interview process where you're having everybody work from home and you're trying to hire 250 people. So what did you do? You actually shared with me, you did some pretty unique things to alleviate some of the pain from companies you knew. And so what did you guys do to help alleviate some of that pain?
0: So we posted of the job on every job board you could possibly think of.
1: Which gets you a lot of people. That's a lot of resumes to screen through.
0: Still not filling up as many candidates as we could use. And so we started reaching out to companies in the area and asking, is there anyone that is thinking of doing a furlough or layoff or other things like that? Perhaps maybe we could create a win-win situation. In one scenario, we committed to hire 25 team members from a local company that was going to do a layoff. And we committed that we'd keep them employed for a few months. We thought that would be a good move because 25 people that were pre-screened, that they had told us were strong in team members and whatnot. So we did a rent a team member and we did press releases. We did referral fees to all of our team members. They were referring their spouse or their son or their aunt or their uncle or a friend. And we were just trying to get people from wherever we could to come and join the cause.
1: Besides that, were there any other creative things that you guys did? Those are all super creative, but is there anything else unique or anything creative that you found to be successful in bulk hiring?
0: We did a lot of press around it as well. Other companies were doing layoffs. We were hiring. So that was unique. And so we sent out a press release saying we needed to hire a bunch of team members and we were tweeting about it and it ended up causing quite a stir here. We're in Utah and it hit the news and started to spread. If you got laid off somewhere else, Lendio is your place to go because they're looking to hire and be a part. Part of our story was telling about the cause. Come help save the economy, come help save Main Street small business, help them get the loan that they need. And when it was about the cause, people wanted to be a part of it. The hard part was that in some cases, people would say the unemployment check was pretty good. We were competing with stay home and just collect unemployment. So that was a real differentiator for us as well.
1: And I'm sure that you were able to attract a lot of people that didn't want to just stay at home and collect an unemployment check. Yeah. And when people buy into a cause, they feel so much better about working for you.
0: At the time, most universities had shut their doors as well, put everything on pause. So we had quite a few that were college students that normally would have been in school, but they needed a temporary job for three months while they weren't going to school. And so that worked out well. Well, the crazy thing was wherever they came from, them. We'd interview them. We'd go through the process. We'd hire a lot of them on the spot. Then the process is we have to train them. We have to get computer and a monitor and keyboard and all of their workstation and their phone and everything into their hands. The logistics around doing that in this COVID is heightened. And so you're worried about beating face-to-face and you're worried about, we haven't trained 250 people before in a matter of weeks. And the entire experience is super unique and fraught with challenges.
1: You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Our guest today is Brock Blake. He's the co-founder and CEO of Lendio. We're discussing a little bit about his story of the hiring gold rush for you guys during COVID. And now we're gonna talk a little bit about your hiring process. Did you guys actually have a hiring process in place that you guys were able to continue through or was it something where you didn't have time, you just did the shotgun approach?
0: We were really fortunate that in Q4 last year, we had created a new training program and we'd created a new hiring onboarding process because at the time we were looking to grow our business, but we were growing at 10 people a month. But we developed that. And so that when this time came, we had a few things in place that we could leverage. What was unique about it though, is everything was in place to be able to hire in the office. So we had to take that onboarding plan and the training modules, and we had to put it instead of being in-person Delivery had to be at home. We had some unique stories there. We'd have scenarios where we're training 50 new team members and they're all using Zoom. Everyone's new to Zoom at the time. Everyone gets it now, but at the time it was super new. And so not everyone knew how to mute their machine and their mic. And we had one scenario where one person fell asleep during training and literally snoring in the mic. And the rest of the 50 people are like, what do we do now? How do we wake up this person who's snoring on the other end? so we can actually go on with training. And obviously we figured that out, but we had a bunch of processes in place. But the coolest part about the story was, and I skipped over this, I meant to hit on this. When we had interviewed a lot of these people and they had just lost a job or they were very scared about this pandemic and how it was going to impact them. When we offered them a job, the excitement and the gratitude that came through with some of those people, we had people crying on the phone, literally thanking us for saving. They'd just been let go and weren't sure how to make ends meet. And that was an incredible part of the story as well.
1: That's super gratifying to be able to help people out during this time. That's awesome. How did you guys adapt your normal process though into a bulk hiring process? What did you guys have to pivot?
0: First of all, we had to figure out there was a bunch of logistics around this. Part of the logistics was getting the logistics of working from home. We create a process where we had an onboarding process where we gave them an offer through DocuSign and whatnot. And we had a conveyor belt where we input them into our, our paycom system, our payroll system. And then we created a path where they came to the office to pick up their workstations. Then we created a few different training modules where we separated the start dates by basically every three days. So we'd have a group start on a Monday, we'd have a group start on a Thursday, and then a Monday again
1: going back to the interview process because this is, I'm imagining if you're running at a rate where you're interviewing, trying to hire maybe 10 people a month and then you got to do 250. How did you guys pivot that to be able to still maintain the quality of hire, but yet be able to pump up the volume? Because that's always a big challenge for a lot of people when you get into that scenario.
0: Yeah, we missed on a lot, honestly. Because
1: it's kind of a race to get some bodies in the door at that point.
0: We usually have multiple rounds and we have committees that go through that interview process. In this scenario, we literally had about anyone that was kind of in our people team became interviewers. And they would basically have interviews set up every 30 minutes from 8 a.m. until as late as they can at night. And they would interview for 30 minutes and try and identify a few key things that were important around culture and skill set and whatnot. And then they would make a decision. It was that one interview was the only decision point.
1: So it was one person they talked to and that was it.
0: One person, one 30-minute interview was, the decision calculus.
1: Were you assigning interview questions to the people that were doing that?
0: Yeah. So we created a standard interview structure for them to be able to go through and ask. And then they had to make a judgment call. And candidly, we still went through all of our screenings. So we did the drug screenings and all of the other tests that we had, background checks and everything. We had quite a few that didn't pass the screening process. And my team was getting so worried because near the end as you hire the first hundred and you're like, great, quality's high, doing great. But then we start to get it to the point where they were very concerned that we weren't going to be able to maintain the quality and get the number of bodies that we had. And fortunately, what we did was open up new places of candidate pools.
1: That's when you reached out to companies and was able to bring in multiple people from one company, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And we were looking to hire just here in Utah. And then we opened it up nationwide because we didn't actually need the team members, especially the temp positions where they were going to be permanently here in Utah. So we started opening up the geographic footprint, and that helped as well.
1: Got it. I've actually had experience with a similar scenario where we did that. We just set up a two-interview process. We did back-to-back, and then we set up three interviewer teams. So we had two people per team. I think we had to do 50 roles pretty quickly. And then we yeah. just built out that structure similarly to what you just did, explained. And yep. then we signed questions. Everybody got four questions. One's a knockout question. And the next thing you know, each person is a step in the process that if they didn't pass the Knock out question. You knock them out. You move to the next one. But I would imagine that you reach that panic point. I know we did at one point where you're not seeing the pipeline coming in as strong as it was in the beginning. No
0: question. Once you get past a, <laughs> a significant group, then you start to get a little bit concerned. And fortunately, these were known to be temporals, meaning that we were going to hire them for a minimum of a couple months. Out of the 250 that we hired, we had about 50 that didn't make it. In other words, we weren't a good fit. and We had to let them go at some point. We had about another 25 that we did rent from another company. And then we did another 50-ish or so that only wanted to be temporary because they were going back to school or they were going back to another job or whatever. We kept about 100 of those temp team members on, and they're still employed today at Lindio. And we weren't sure if we were going to have all 250 there for a few weeks, and then they were not going to be long term. But I'm really happy to say that we have some incredible talent that we brought on from that hiring process, even though the process was rapid.
1: That's awesome. You also were able to take advantage of a unique situation where there's a lot of displaced, really strong talent right now. Good for you. We're getting pretty close on time. What would be two or three key takeaways that you can give the audience that they can plug into their business if they're in a similar scenario or they need to rapid hire like what you did?
0: Three things that came to mind for me was number one is to be able to, it helped that we already had a process in place. We had a hiring process, we had an onboarding process, we had a training process and the process was really, really helpful.
1: It's critical.
0: critical. I mean, no if you were shotgunning critical. it,
1: you probably would have had a much higher failure rate.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful that we already had that in place and to be able to know exactly what the onboarding process, the hiring process, the screening process, the interview process, even though so the only area where we cut corners a little bit because of speed and the demand was the hiring. Normally, we go through multiple rounds. In this scenario, we didn't, but we did not cut corners on culture fit. We did not cut corners on screening, background screening, drug screening. And so, I guess that number two, identify what are the areas that you're not going to sacrifice. You are going to not cut corners and you're going to stick to those things. And for us, skill set, culture fit, and some of the other screening processes were important to us to maintain. And then I'd say another thing would be get creative. You have a normal hiring process. And with normal ways that you go out and post your jobs, in this scenario, we had to get very creative to be able to open up our candidate pool.
1: You know, what? I think it was brilliant that it reached out to other CEOs of companies and said, hey, look, at it. I mean, we can help you guys out. That's something a lot of us don't think about. We just think, oh, well, let's just post on job boards. Right. If you post it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no question. Oh man. Well, Brock, we're just about out of time. I want to thank you so much for your time investment today and welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience can find your company, yourself and find out more about you?
0: Yeah, for sure. Come to Lendio.com, especially those that are business owners out there. You need capital. We're your place. It's free for the business owner and it's a way for you to come and comparison shop and get the loan that you need. So Lendio.com, you can find me on Twitter at Brock Blake. I'd love to talk to any business owners or Others that we can be helpful with in their journey.
1: Awesome. So thanks so much for your insight. I love your story, man, by the way. So well, it's always good to hear good stories during difficult times. Yeah, right. I want to thank this week's audience for tuning to this episode of Higher Power Radio. A quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. Actually, if you're listening to us on YouTube or LinkedIn, same thing. We're listening. We welcome your feedback after all this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Hire, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, dot com, Or you can drop me an email at Rick dot StrideSearch.com. Tune in next next. Next week, our guest is going to be Andrew Parker. He is the founder and CEO of Papa. I'm your host, Rick Girard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Girard.